BestBookBits.com presents Life 3.0, Being Human in the Age of Artificial Intelligence by Max Tegmark. How will artificial intelligence affect crime, war, justice, jobs, society, and our very sense of being human? The rise of AI has potential to transform our future more than any other technology, and there's no better qualified or situated to explore that future than Max Tegmark an MIT professor who's helped mainstream research on how to keep AI beneficial. How can we grow our prosperity through automation without leaving people lacking income or purpose? What career advice should we give to today's kids? How can we make future AI systems more robust so that they do what they want without crashing, malfunctioning or getting hacked? Should we fear an arms race in lethal autonomous weapons? Will machines eventually outsmart us at all tasks, replacing humans on the job market and perhaps altogether? Will AI help life flourish like never before or give us more power than we could handle? What sort of future do you want? This book empowers you to join what may be the most important conversation of our time. It doesn't shy away from the full range of viewpoints or from the most controversial issues, from superintelligence to meaning consciousness and the ultimate physical limits on life in the cosmos the written and audio summary can be found on our website bestbookbits.com so without further ado i bring the book summary of life 3.0 i have an interest in artificial intelligence for four reasons number one i'm interested in when the first ai might be created expert opinion ranges from years to decades to a century from now number two what impact it will have on human jobs you may have noticed that every few months you'll see the headline in the media, the robots are taking our jobs. Some jobs we welcome the robots to take, dangerous, mental, physical, and others we think are ours to keep. Number three, how an AI will treat humanity once it becomes self-aware. Will it remove us from the surface of the earth, a popular idea in many movies, or usher us into a period of leisure and prosperity? And number four, I'm fascinated with the idea of AI rebuilding itself by rewriting its own code, perhaps releasing a new improved version of itself every day or every minute. Very quickly, we will have no idea what it's thinking and no understanding of its code. We humans have a fear of the unknown and we simply don't know what the future will bring when it comes to computers being smarter than humans. The author's purpose for the book is to acknowledge this uncertainty and prompts us to collectively make some choices now. Choices like, do we want AI to serve all of humanity and provide peace and prosperity for everyone? Or build autonomous weapons for a select few to allow us to fight more effectively with each other? Or is there a chance that if we do not prepare that the AI will squash us like ants because we are an inferior life form? The Beginning the book begins with a prelude with a story of a possible near future. I found it so fascinating that I had to copy it out in full. It's just over 6,000 words, so it takes a 20-minute read. Read the prelude now and download 190KB PDF. Find the link on the website bestbookbits.com. Now, have you seen the Netflix Black Mirror? The prelude reminds me of an episode that the show which explores possible technological futures which are frighteningly plausible. The End the book ends with an epilogue which tells a story how the author founded the Future of Life, FLI Foundation, which held a conference where every notable AI researcher on the planet came together and co-wrote the Asilomar AI Principles, which I've included at the end of this article. The Middle And in the middle, the author, Tegmark, provides a comprehensive discussion of the benefits and dangers of AI.
At the end of the chapter, Tegmark provides useful chapter summaries. I've provided most of these below, plus a few of my other favorite passages. Before we get into it, I have a confession to make. I found chapter 6 unfathomable. It got really deep into physics, and I understood it not at all. I encourage you to buy Life 3.0 and read it yourself, but don't be afraid of just skimming reading chapter 6. Here are my notes on Life 3.0, Being Human in the Age of Artificial Intelligence by Max Tegmark. Chapter 1, Welcome the Most Important Conversation of Our Time. Life, defined as a process that can retain its complexity and replicate, can develop through three stages. A biological stage, number one, where its hardware and software are evolved. A cultural stage, 2.0, where it can design its software through learning. And a technological stage, 3.0, where it can design its hardware as well, becoming the master of its own destiny. Artificial intelligence may enable us to launch Life 3.0 this century, and a fascinating conversation has sprung up regarding what future we should aim for and how this can be accomplished. There are three main camps in the controversy. Techno-skeptics, digital utopians, and the beneficial AI movement. Techno-skeptics view building superhuman AGI, artificial general intelligence, as so hard that it won't happen for hundreds of years, making it silly to worry about it, and life 3.0 now. AGI is when the system can apply itself to a wide range variety of tasks, more like a human brain instead of having narrow expertise, such as only being good at chest or jeopardy, Sheldon. Digital utopians view it as likely this century and wholeheartedly welcome life 3.0, viewing it as the natural and desirable next step in the cosmic evolution. The beneficial AI movement also views it as likely this century, but views a good outcome not as guaranteed, but as something that needs to be ensured by hard work in the form of AI safety research. Beyond such legitimate controversies where world leaders, experts disagree, there are also boring pseudo-controversies caused by misunderstanding. For example, never waste time arguing about life, intelligence, or consciousness before ensuring that you and your protagonist are using these words to mean the same thing. The book uses the definition in Table 1.1. Also beware the common misconception in Figure 1.5, superintelligence by 2100 is inevitable slash impossible. Only Luddites worry about AI. The concern is about AI turning evil and or conscious, and it's just years away. Robots are the main concern. AI can't control humans and can't have goals. In chapter 2 through 6, we'll explore the story of intelligence from its humble beginnings billions of years ago to possible cosmic futures billions of years from now. We'll first investigate near-term challenges such as jobs, AI weapons, and the quest for human-level AGI, then explore possibilities for a fascinating spectrum of possible futures with intelligent machines and or humans. I wonder which options you prefer. In chapter 7 through 9, we'll switch from cold factual descriptions to an exploration of goals, consciousness, and meaning, and investigate what we can do right now to help create the future we want. I view this conversation about the future of life with AI as the most important one of our time. Please join in. Chapter 2, Matter Turns Intelligent. What is intelligence? Intelligence equals ability to accomplish complex goals. Intelligence equals ability to accomplish complex goals. This is broad enough to include all above mentioned definitions since understanding, self-awareness, problem solving, learning, etc. are all examples of complex goals that one might have. 
It's also broad enough to subsame the Oxford Dictionary definition, the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills, since one can have as a goal to apply knowledge and skills. Intelligence, defined as the ability to accomplish complex goals, can't be measured by a single IQ, only by the ability spectrum across all goals. Today's artificial intelligence tends to be narrow, with each system able to accomplish only a very specific goals, while human intelligence is remarkably broad. Memory, computation, learning, and intelligence have an abstract, intangible, and ethereal feel to them because they're substrate independent, able to take on life on their own that doesn't depend on or reflect the details of their understanding material substrate. Any chunk of matter that can be substrate from memory as long as it has many different stable states. Any matter can be computerium, the substrate of computation, as long as it contains certain universal building blocks that can be combined to implement any function. NAND, gates, and neurons are two important examples of such universal computational atoms. A neural network is a powerful substrate for learning because simply by obeying the laws of physics, it can be rearranged itself to get better and better at implementing desired computations. Because of the striking simplicity of the laws of physics, we humans only care about a tiny fraction of all imaginable computational problems, and neural networks tend to be remarkably good at solving precisely this tiny fraction. Once technology gets twice as powerful, it can be often be used to design and build technology that's twice as powerful in turn, triggering repeated capability doubling in the spirit of Moore's Law. The cost of information technology has now halved roughly every two years for about a century, enabling the information age. If AI progress continues, then long before AI reaches human level for all skills, it will give us fascinating opportunities and challenges involving issues such as bugs, wars, weapons, and jobs, which we'll explore in the next chapter. Chapter 3, The Near Future, Breakthrough, Bugs, Laws, Weapons, and Jobs. Key questions. How can we make future AI systems more robust than today's so that they do what they, we want without crashing, malfunctioning, or getting hacked? How can we update our legal systems to be more fair and efficient and to keep pace with the rapidly changing digital landscape? How can we make weapons smarter and less prone to killing innocent civilians without triggering an out-of-control arms race in lethal autonomous weapons? How can we grow our prosperity through automation without leaving people lacking income or purpose. AI applications, AI for space exploration, AI for finance, AI for manufacturing, AI for transportation. Elon Musk envisions the future self-driving cars will not only be safer, but will also earn money for their owners while they're not needed by competing with Uber and Lyft. AI for energy, AI for healthcare, AI for communication, laws and robo-judges. All pending cases to be processed in parallel, rather in series, each case getting its own robo-judge for as long as it takes. They could make it dramatically cheaper to get justice through the courts. Legal controversies. FMRI scans to determine what a person is thinking about, and in particular, whether they're telling the truth or lying. AI becomes able to generate fully realistic fake videos of you committing crimes. So if your self-driving car causes an accident, who should be liable? Its occupants, its owner, or its manufacturer? Legal scholar David Valdeck has proposed a fourth answer, the car itself. 
Specifically, he proposes that self-driving cars will be allowed and required to hold car insurance. Weapons. The next arms race. Should there be an international treaty? Cyber war. Jobs and wages. Technology and equality. Career advice for kids. Does it require interacting with people and using social intelligence? Does it involve creativity and coming up with clever solutions? Does it require working in an unpredictable environment? The more of these questions you can answer with a yes, the better your career choice is likely to be. This means that relatively safe bets include becoming a teacher, nurse, doctor, dentist, scientist, entrepreneur, programmer, engineer, lawyer, social worker, clergy member, artist, hairdresser, or massage therapist. Will humans eventually become unemployable? The vast majority of today's occupations are the ones that already existed a century ago, and when we sort them out by the number of jobs they provide, we have to go all the way down to the 21st place in the list until we encounter a new occupation, software developers, who make up less than 1% of the US job market. The main trend on the job market isn't that we're moving into an entirely new professions, rather we're crowding into those pieces of terrain in figure 2.2 that they haven't yet been submerged by the rising tide of technology. Giving people income without jobs. Technological process can end up providing many valuable products and services for free, even without government intervention. For example, people used to pay for encyclopedias, atlases, sending letters and making phone calls, but now anyone with the internet connection gets access to all these things at no cost. Together with free video conferences, photo sharing, social media, online courses, and countless other new services. Human Level Intelligence Chapter Summary Near-term AI progress has the potential to greatly improve our lives in Madrid ways, from making our personal lives, power grids, and financial markets more efficient, to saving lives with self-driving cars, surgical bots, and AI diagnosis systems. When we allow real-world systems to be controlled by AI, it's critical that we learn to make AI more robust, doing what we want it to do. This boils down to solving through technological problems related to verification, validation, security, and control. This need for improved robustness is particularly pressing for AI-controlled weapon systems where the stakes can be huge. Many leading AI researchers and roboticists have called for an international treaty banning certain kinds of autonomous weapons to avoid an out-of-control arms race that could end up making convenient assassination machines available to everybody with a full wallet and an axe to grind. AI can make our legal systems more fair and efficient if we can figure out how to make robo-judges transparent and unbiased. Our laws need rapid updating to keep up with AI, which poses tough legal questions involving privacy, liability, and regulation. Long before we need to worry about intelligence machine replacing us altogether, they may increasingly replace us on the job market. This need not be a bad thing, as long as society redistributes a fraction of the AI-created wealth to make everyone better off. Otherwise, many economists agree equality will greatly increase. With advanced planning, a low-employment society should be able to flourish not only financially, with people getting their sense of purpose from activities other than jobs. Career advice for today's kids. Go into professions that machines are bad at. Those involved involving people, unpredictability, and creativity. There's a non-liable possibility that AGI progress will proceed to human levels and beyond. We'll explore that in the next chapter. Chapter 4, Intelligence Explosion. 
If we one day succeed in building human-level AGI, this may trigger an intelligence explosion, leaving us far behind. If a group of humans manage to control an intelligence explosion, they may be able to take over the world in a matter of years. If humans fail to control an intelligence explosion, the AI itself may take over the world even faster. Whereas a rapid intelligence explosion is likely to lead to a single world power, a slow one dragging on for years or decades may be more likely to lead to a multipolar scenario, with a balance of power between a large number of rather independent entities. The history of life shows itself organizing into an ever more complex hierarchy shaped by collaboration, competition, and control. Superintelligence is likely to enable coordination on even larger cosmic scales, but it's unclear whether it will ultimately lead to a more totalitarian, top-down control, or more individual empowerment. Cyborgs and uploads are plausible, but arguably not the fastest route to advanced machine intelligence. The climax of our current race towards AI may be either the best or the worst thing ever to happen to humanity, with a fascinating spectrum of possible outcomes that we'll explore in the next chapter. We need to start thinking hard about which outcome we prefer and how to steer it in that direction, because if we don't know what we want, we're unlikely to get it. Chapter 5 Aftermath, the next 10,000 years. The current race towards AGI can end in a fascinating broad range of aftermath scenarios for upcoming millennia. Superintelligence can peacefully coexist with humans either because it's forced to, enslaved God scenario, or because it's friendly AI that wants to libertarian utopia, protector God, benevolent dictator, and zookeeper scenarios. Superintelligence can be prevented by an AI gatekeeper scenario or by humans. 1984 scenario, by deliberately forgetting that technology revision scenario or by lack of incentives to build it. Egotalitarian, utopian society. Humanity can go extinct and get replaced by AIs. Conquered and descended scenarios and by nothing self-destruction scenarios. There's absolutely no conscious on which, if any, these scenarios are desirable, and all involved objectionable elements. This makes it all the more important to continue and deepen the conversation around our future goals, so that we don't inevitably drift or steer into an unfortunate direction. Chapter 6, A Cosmic Endowment, The Next Billion Years and Beyond. Here's where the books got deep into physics. I understood very little of this chapter, so no notes from me. And chapter 7, Goals. Figuring out how to align the goals of a superintelligent AI with our goals isn't just important, but it's also hard. In fact, it's currently an unsolvable problem. It splits into three tough sub-problems, each of which is a subject of active research by computer scientists and other thinkers. Number one, making AI learn our goals. Number two, making AI adopt our goals. And number three, making AI retain our goals. To learn our goals, an AI must figure out not what we do, but why we do it. We humans accomplish this so effortlessly that it's easy to forget how hard the task is for a computer, or how easy it is to misunderstand. If you ask a future self-driving car to take you to the airport as fast as possible, and it takes you literally, you'll get there chased by helicopters and converted in vomit. 
If you exclaim that it's not what I wanted, it can justifiably answer that's what you asked for. For example, suppose a bunch of ants create you to be a recursively self-improving robot, much smarter than them, who share their goals and helps them build bigger and better anthills, and that you eventually attain the human-level intelligence and understanding that you have now. Do you think you'll spend the rest of your days just optimizing anthills, or do you think you might develop a taste for more sophisticated questions and pursuits that the ants have no ability to comprehend? If so, do you think you'll find a way to override the ant protection urge that your former scene creators endowed you with in much the same way that the real you overrides some of the urges your genes have given you? And in that case, might a super intelligent friendly AI find our current human goals as uninspiring and vapid as you find those of the ants and evolve new goals different from those it learned and adopted from us? Chapter 8, Consciousness. There's no undisputed definition of consciousness. I'll use the broad and non-anthropocentric definition, consciousness equals subjective experience. Whether AIs are conscious in that sense is what matters for the thorniest ethical and philosophical problems posed by the rise of AI. Can AIs suffer? Should they have rights? Is uploading a subjective suicide? Should a future cosmos teeming with AIs be the ultimate zombie apocalypse? The problem of understanding intelligence shouldn't be conflated with the three separate problems of consciousness. The pretty hard problems of predicting which physical systems are conscious, the even harder problem of predicting qualia, and the real hard problem of why anything at all is conscious. The pretty hard problem of consciousness is scientific. Since a theory that predicts which of your brain processes are conscious is experimentally testable and falsifiable, while it's currently unclear how science could fully resolve the two harder problems. Neuroscience experiments suggest that many behaviors and brain regions are unconscious, with much of our conscious experience representing an after-the-fact summary of vastly larger amounts of unconscious information. Generalizing consciousness predictions from our brains to machines requires a theory. Consciousness appears to require not a particular kind of particle or field, but a particular kind of information processing that's fairly autonomous and integrated, so that the whole system is rather autonomous, but its parts aren't. Consciousness might feel so non-physical because it's doubly substrate independent. If consciousness is the way information feels when being processed in certain complex ways, then it's merely the structure of the information processing that matters, not the structure of the matter doing the information processing. If artificial consciousness is possible, then the space of possible AI experiences is likely to be huge compared to what humans can experience, spanning a vast spectrum of qualia and timescales, all sharing a feeling of having free will. Since there can be no meaning without consciousness, it's not our universe giving meaning to conscious beings, but conscious beings giving meaning to our universe. This suggests that as we humans prepare to be humbled by even smarter machines, we take comfort mainly in being homo sentience, not homo sapiens. Epilogue. The tale of the FLI team. The book finishes with the author's creation of the foundation of futureoflife.org, which began with a conference where every notable AI researcher on the planet came together and co-wrote the Asilomo AI principles. Artificial intelligence has already provided beneficial tools that are used every day by people around the world. 
its continued development, guided by the following principles, will offer amazing opportunities to help and empower people in decades and centuries ahead. Research issues. Number one, research goals. The goal of AI in research should be to create not undirected intelligence, but beneficial intelligence. Number two, research funding. Investments in AI should be accompanied by funding for research on ensuring its beneficial use, including thorny questions in computer science, economics, law, ethics, and social studies, such as how can we make future AI systems highly robust so that they do what we want without malfunctioning or getting hacked? How can we grow our prosperity through automation while maintaining people's resources and purpose? How can we update our legal systems to be more fair and efficient, to keep pace with AI, and to manage the risks associated with AI? What set of values should AI be aligned with, and what legal and ethical status should it have? Number three, science policy link. There should be a constructive and healthy exchange between AI researchers and policymakers. Number four, research culture. A culture of cooperation, trust, and transparency should be fostered among researchers and developers of AI. And number five, race avoidance. Teams developing AI systems should actively compete to avoid corner cutting on safety standards. Ethics and values. Number six is safety. AI systems should be safe and secure throughout their operational lifetime and verifiably so where applicable and feasible. Number seven, failure transparency. If an AI system causes harm, it should be possible to ascertain why. Number eight, judicial transparency. Any involvement by an autonomous system in judicial decision-making should provide a satisfactory explanation audible by a competent human authority. And number nine is responsibility. Designers and builders of advanced AI systems are stakeholders in the moral implications of their use, misuse, and actions, with responsibility and opportunity to shape those implications. And number 10, value alignment. Highly autonomous AI systems should be designed so that their goals and behaviors can be assured to align with human values throughout their operation. And number 11, human values. AI systems should be designed and operated so as to be compatible with ideals of human dignity, rights, freedoms, and cultural diversity. Number 12 is personal privacy. People should have the right to access, manage, and control the data they generate, given AI systems power to analyze and utilize that data. Number 13, liberty and privacy. The application of AI to personal data must not unreasonably curtail people's real or perceived liberty. Number 14, shared benefit. AI technology should benefit any power as many people as possible. 15, shared prosperity. The economic prosperity created by AI should be shared broadly to benefit all of humanity. Number 16, human control. Humans should choose how and whether to delegate decisions to AI systems to accomplish human-chosen objectives. Number 17, non-subversion. The power confined by control of highly advanced AI systems should respect and improve rather than subvert the social and civic processes on which the health of society depends. And number 18, AI arms race. An arms race in lethal autonomous weapons should be avoided. Longer term issues. Number 19, compatibility caution. There being no consensus, we should avoid strong assumptions regarding upper limits of future AI capabilities. Number 20, importance. 
advanced AI could represent a profound change in the history on life on Earth, and we should be planned for and managed with commensurate care and resources. 21. Risks Risks posed by AI systems, especially catastrophic or existential risks, must be subject to planning and mitigation efforts commensurate with their expected impact. And number 22, recursive self-improvement. AI systems designed to recursively self-improve or self-replicate in a manner that could lead to rapidly increasing quality and quantity must be subject to strict safety and control measures. And last but not least, number 23, common good. Superintelligence should only be developed in the service of widely shared ethical ideals and for the benefit of all humanity rather than one state or organization. To date, the principles have been signed by 1,273 AI-slash-robotics researchers and 2,541 others. And that's a wrap on Life 3.0. Subscribe to our channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. For audio summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. If you want to help and be a contributor, get involved in the channel by reading a book, writing a summary, and emailing us at info at bestbookbits.com to have it featured. Thanks for watching and listening, and I hope you got something from Life 3.0. Have a great day.